As always, download, subscribe, and like the Blue Horseshoe Pod. We'll keep the content coming three times a week, whether the Colts are bad, whether they're good. And guess what? If they're bad, George, at least try to be funny. We'll at least try to leave you laughing at, at the pain. So that we will be by your side to help ease the pain of watching what could be just a total disaster for the next nine games. So make sure, again, you're downloading, liking, subscribing, so you're always getting an alert anytime a new episode is released. George, you got a hot take. I'm ex- I have not heard it, so this is going to be initial reaction. The floor, sir, is yours. Yeah, you you just got the preview on text, and that was it. And So the hot take is that Philip Rivers' retirement hurt the Colts more than Andrew Luck's retirement. And now I need to immediately couch that because that's what you do with hot takes right away, right? You back, <laughs> you backjack immediately. Uh, and then say that I, I think the Colts handled Andrew Luck's retirement much better than they've handled Philip Rivers' retirement. What it boils down to is this. You kind of talked about it a little bit even earlier on this show. Andrew Luck retires two weeks before the regular season in 2019. They did the only thing they could do. They started Jacoby Brissett. They threw all their support behind him. They gave him every opportunity to, to be the guy. And through seven weeks, he looked like he might be. They were 5-2, and two and things were going pretty well. He got injured. Brian Hoyer came in. The rest is pretty ugly. We don't need to recount yeah. it. Uh, and, and But what did they do then? They understood the situation they were in. They understood they had a good backup quarterback who's the starter. They needed to do better. They went out. They got an aging Phillip Rivers. And, and Frank Reich got a very good season out of him. That was an 11-5 and football team. They probably should have beat Buffalo in the playoffs that year. Uh, and, and it felt like things were, were still kind of hopeful around here after that season. You needed a quarterback, and you knew it. Uh, but I feel like if, if Phillip Rivers comes back in 2021, first of all, you don't panic and trade for Carson Wentz. So you've got better capital and, and you're not going through that whole experience. But second, and maybe most importantly, that was a pretty deep quarterback draft. And I wonder if Philip Rivers is still here and you know it's probably his last year. He's kind of on a rocking chair tour. He's going to make his last stop everywhere and everyone's kind of giving him that farewell. Do you draft Justin Fields? Do you draft Mac Jones? Somebody like that. They sit for a year behind Philip Rivers, which would be one heck of a tutoring session. And then they're the starting quarterback this year. To me, that's a much better scenario than the trade for Carson Wentz, the collapse that happened there. That leads to the panic of just getting rid of him, getting whatever you can, which leads them out, Ryan, which leads to the situation they're in now. If Phillip Rivers plays one more year and you draft a quarterback in 2021, I think you're feeling a lot better about these Colts than, than you are today. That's fascinating. That's really interesting. Now, I'll be honest, from my perspective, I did not want Philip Rivers back in 2021, and I was on board with the Carson Wentz move because, again, I can't, you see what they did with Philip Rivers, and it's a great Frank Reich can get the best out of these guys, and this could be a you know a guy with a stronger arm, more mobile, younger, and Carson Wentz that can kind of elevate this franchise. I guess my only question is this, George. Realistically, let's just say that happened. Phil Rivers returns for one more year, which it sounds like the Colts wanted him to come back. Um, and they were kind of surprised by him retiring after that 2020 season. If he came back in 2021, what are the odds? Like, what's the likelihood you think they they draft a quarterback? Because remember in that draft class, right? That was a 2021 draft. So you had Mac Jones go 15. You had five quarterbacks go. If my math is correct, right? You had Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, all go within the top 15. I forget what the Colts would have been picking at there, or they did pick. It was 20. They made the plus of 21. 20, 21. Would mm-hmm. they have traded up, you think? Would they have made a move to trade up to get a guy? 
I think so. I think if they didn't have the guy in place, I, I think so. You know, I think they would have gone up and and, and gotten a guy uh, because Jacoby was gone, right? I mean, he he had already left. Uh, Jacoby was gone, so you didn't have to. You you weren't you didn't have a starter in waiting in in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and so I think you know you'd have known that Philip Rivers was on his last year. I really think they'd have gone up. I think it would have been Fields or Jones. And you know, granted, you could argue about whether those two guys are going to work out. But I think you'd feel a lot better trying to develop them with the talent they've got at skill position. I think one of the most frustrating things right now is that Jonathan Taylor and, and Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell and Alec Pierce give you a really nice set of weapons. And so I would, you know, as a young quarterback, I think you'd be feeling pretty good being in that situation. Yeah, there's problems with the line, but you'd have more ability to address that going forward, too, because now you're going to have to end up using some of that draft capital capital to get a quarterback next year. Uh, you wouldn't. You know, you'd be looking at offensive tackles right now. That that would be your main thing. Who can we get to come in here as a left tackle? That's why, in my mind, what happened after Philip Rivers left was worse and put this team in a worse situation than what happened after Andrew Luck left. That's so tough because, obviously, I mean, this is a guy on a Hall of Fame trajectory in Andrew Luck. And, mm -hmm. honestly, going to that 2019 season, George, I don't know um, how you felt. I honestly th I thought this team was going to win the Super Bowl. Like, I'll be honest. Yep. I thought this team – you win a playoff game, and they didn't – okay, they get smoked by Kansas City, but I thought they were, like, right there, neck and neck with Kansas City, and they could be – such an Andrew Luck's second year, kind of the rust is off. I really thought this team was going to take off and just be that elite team. Um, So I will still long say – Long-term, yes. Yeah, you're right. Long-term, it was definitely all luck. Uh, but I just feel – and that's why I said I had to back off a little bit because it's more about how they handled the retirements. Obviously, Lux retirement is the far more damaging. It may be the most damaging retirement in NFL history in terms of quarterbacks go uh, with his age and, and his future and the way that team was built to win around him. I mean, that was absolutely, you know, devastating. But I feel like they handled the aftermath of that a lot better than they handled the aftermath of Philip Rivers. And they definitely had a plan. Like, again, when you, it's, you almost have no choice but to kind of have a plan then when it's so close to the season. But you are right where it's like you're kind of looking like, all right, they tried with Carson Wentz, didn't work. Now it's like, all right, let's throw the next dart on the board. Oh, Matt Ryan, like when they, I'll be honest, when they traded Carson Wentz last year, I was happy he was gone, but also in a sense, I was a little frustrated because like, what are you doing then? You didn't have a first round pick. You, you traded him with no clear intention or guy out there. And it's just like, I mean, it, I don't say it worked out, but it's like, okay, you get, you get a guy you feel good about, Matt Ryan, let's just say. So at least the preseason, there was hope and optimism, right? But then you trade him away, and she's like, all right, now what are we going to do? Like, oh, well, I don't know. But it's like, we just had to get rid of this guy without any sort of actual reasoning or any sort of plan in place. Say, he's gone now. This is who we're going to pursue. Or now we're going to go all in on the draft. And you are right. Like, if you trade up in the first round, maybe give up a first-round pick. Maybe you don't have to, depending on, you know, who is where and who is falling. You know, yeah, Justin Fields go, I believe, at 11. And you mm -hmm. had the Bears use a first-round pick. But – now, okay, fine. I'd rather use a first-round pick for Justin Fields than use it for for Carson Wentz. Because that's look, my point. Right. You lost a first-round pick last year in the Wentz deal. You're going to, we'll say, lose, quote-unquote, a first-round pick this year because you're going to seemingly take a quarterback. So you're right. Now that's two years in a row that you don't address somewhere on the offense or somewhere on the team that needs help instead of when you could have done it in 2020. Yeah, it's... I like where the thought is. I like where your head is at, George, because you, you like how they've handled it since. There's basically been no plan, and the patchwork has hurt them more than it's helped them. 
And you're still in it. I mean, it's a cycle you're still in. Because even if you go and draft a guy this year, what if he's not the right guy? I mean, you got to do it. I'm not saying don't do it because he might right. not be the right guy. But what if he's not the right guy? Like, you're still in that same cycle. And it's just going to be an endless, I think, series of, of this until you hit that guy, which is why Roger Goodell should recognize your plan and give the Colts the number one pick in, in the 2023 draft. And I'm not complaining about the 2020 season at all. Like, again, I was no. very happy and they, they played way better than I thought. But in now when you look like with the benefit of hindsight, again, I'll say that with the benefit of hindsight, looking back, it almost gave the false impression like, hey, we can like we are just a quarterback way and we can kind of play patchwork mm -hmm. and kind of go to the thrift store and get a quarterback. And we're so good. And Frank Reich's so good at his job. And this average line is the best. And we got our skill weapons where it doesn't really matter. We'll need an elite guy. And like you mentioned, like that has really hurt them. And they've regressed in a large part because that where. If you do draft a quarterback in 2021, like you mentioned, you have arguably one of the best and most knowledgeable guys you can learn from in the business in Phillip Rivers for whether it is Justin Fields or Mac Jones or whoever you 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 try mm -hmm. to uh, go acquire. And at least you, I would assume there would have been a decline in Phillip Rivers' play in 2021, which would have just kind of reinforced it's time to, you know, turn the page and it's time to get a guy that can be your quote-unquote Andrew Luck on that same caliber for another decade instead of playing, you know, getting on the carousel and kind of spinning the wheel and see what, what it lands on this time. Yep, that's that's my point. Um, I mean, obviously, Andrew Luck's retirement was devastating, and if he's not gone, I think they do win a Super Bowl by now. I, I don't know if that's a hot take number two in here, but I, would I really agree. think if Andrew Luck plays that. out, they would have won a Super Bowl by now. But, yeah, I think you're on the quarterback carousel you're on right now because Philip Rivers retired. After the 2020 season, I hope George, we are. If we're talking about a quarterback this time next year, hopefully it's a rookie quarterback and what they're showing. But my goodness, if we're back on the carousel, I'm gonna get motion sickness. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> I've spun around too many times. I'm getting wobbly. I'm starting to see, you know, get dizzy. It's time to get off. Get off, please. Holy Absolutely. smokes. I like that thought, though. I, I like that thought a lot because you are right. It's. You can definitely put a lot of blame for the Colts continuing to get on the carousel and continue to spin their wheels in large part because of Philip Rivers' retirement and thinking, okay, we'll basically repeat it, no problem. And so far, you try twice, and you are 0-4-2. So that'll do for this week's edition, or the midweek edition, I should say, of the Blue Horseshoe Pod. We will be back on Thursday afternoon, or really Friday morning, I should say, excuse me, as we get you set and ready to take on the vaunted, hated, hated Patriots. We'll go behind Emmy lines as always. We'll talk about maybe what could have been the Colts' possible quarterback in Mac Jones as they will go against him as he's embroiled in his own quarterback controversy. So maybe, hey, maybe Mac Jones would love to be an Indy right now. He looked at that situation and said, shoot, at least I know I'll be the guy instead of looking over his shoulder at Bailey Zappi. So a big Colts-Patriots preview. We'll get to that set and ready to go on Friday. So now that have a great rest of the week. Again, make sure you're always subscribing, downloading, and liking the Blue Horseshoe Pod. And we'll talk to you on Friday right here on the Blue Horseshoe Pod.